Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Long Island, New York, the best wrestling podcast in the world, Joseph Crush, Nikki Noodles, Bad News Canali, and Nick Jersey, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 29 of the Wrestling Journal podcast brought to you by WrestleBuzz at WrestleBuzz with three Z's on Twitter at WrestleBuzz on Instagram. It is I, Joseph Crush. What's up, boys? NJ3, what's going on? Welcome back, I'm, sir. I'm back. <laughs> God. <laughs> so, sorely missed. Sorely missed. I appreciate it. It was a great show, boys. You guys did a great job. Yeah. Memory, memory served me well. I'll tell you that. Nikki Noodles, are you, are you excited that NJ3 is back? Are we okay? Uh, of course, of course I am. Welcome back, NJ3. Thank, Welcome thank back. you, bud. I'm sending to your house a little ginkgo biloba for some nice memory. Um, helps your memory stay nice and tight. Well, that's good. S- send, send whatever you got. I got you, bud. <laughs> Repeat that again. What is that? Ginkgo biloba. Okay. Write it down. It's the word of the day. Ginkgo biloba. Bad News Canale, uh, do you have any ginkgo biloba? Are you, uh, I don't, but it's good to have the band all back together. So. It is. Welcome it back. Is. Welcome back, NJ3. Um, do you love fantasy sports and professional wrestling? Of course you do. So join Paper Champion. It's free to play, win real prizes, gifts, trophies, and more. Signups for Season 5 are currently underway. Do you have what it takes to be the next Paper Champion? If so, contact us at kfabecup at gmail.com. Once again, that is kfabecup at gmail.com. Paper champion. Fantasy wrestling done right. Not too much outside of the ring this week. Uh, Just a couple things I wanted to touch on before we went into the week that was pro wrestling. Uh, Tom, maybe you could help dive into this a little more just to the video game announcement by AEW. I don't know. I didn't bring this up in the notes, but I just, it just popped in my head here. Um, there looks like they're bringing up an announcement on t- Tuesday this week on Tuesday, YouTube. Yeah. yeah. They're going to announce the AEW video game or something along the lines. What are you looking forward to seeing in a, in a AEW video game, as opposed to something we've seen with WWE or something like that? I mean, I wouldn't mind if they go back to like, I mean, obviously different companies, but like, you know, how Raw and SmackDown, those games were back in the day, you know, yeah. you know, the, I, I always thought those are the best games. Or hell, even they could do like the old N64, like No Mercy, um, you know, WrestleMania 2000, those kind of games. I mean, obviously the graphics would be better and everything, but you know, yeah. just something that's easy to pick up because WWE games for the last few years have been like the controls have just been. I mean, unless you really play, you know, it's like they're like, crazy. I like do chains and you know chain things together. So just give me something to pick up very easily, and you know, it'd be you know, I think it'll be do good, and you know. People are going to be wanting this game, so I'm excited to see what they bring us and see what the announcement is on Tuesday. Yeah, no, I think I think I've said this to you before. They should take advantage of like, all right. So with AEW and WWE comparisons, look at what they're doing wrong with wrestling and take advantage of like doing the other thing and like mm-hmm. go the other way. But maybe with video games or like actually have to do with the action figures, see what the mistakes are that they made. Like WWE 2K20 was one of the worst games of all yeah. time. People are saying yeah. I don't play it. So look at that and don't do that. Go another route. 
Mm-hmm. Nope. Let's, no be, much- let's be honest. Those games have been terrible. They suck. Yeah. They're not even fun to play. It's cool. Yeah. The entrances are great and the music's awesome, but everything about the gameplay is terrible. Yeah. Terrible. It's, too, it's too confusing. I mean, if yeah. especially if you want to bring in like old school fans too, like you want to hit all the demographics. Don't give me eighteen different combinations to, exactly, yeah. to punch. All yeah. I know is when is when is when the when you're playing the computer and and they perform one move on you, it's over. You you won't get one lick offense in the rest of the way. It's absurd. Yeah, it's crazy. So hopefully they come along with something a little more simplistic, and also like uh, something cool to look at as well. And it's a good experience for whatever system it comes out for, or however they do it. So I'm kind of excited for that. I'm not sure which company is making the game, uh, but if they went like THQ, like old school, like no mercy cool. or something yeah. like that, that would be pretty fun. Um, I just wanted to get your opinion on that. Uh, and also, there was a press release sent out that this apparently quote unquote undertaker's uh final farewell will be at survivor series this year uh i think from what i read it's exactly 30 years to the dead yeah. mm-hmm. wow. so that's, that's pretty, pretty cool <clears throat> that's uh, pretty cool this whole 30 years of the dead man thing kind of adds up and like makes sense obviously um nj3 well welcome back again uh and just thoughts on what they could are they going to do it what do you want to see from this final farewell from taker I mean, I love everything comes full circle, right? It's just really nice. He can kind of put a nice bow on it. You can tie it all together. Um, he made his debut, and he will then make his farewell. So it's nice as they kind of do it. What I'd like to see, I'd like to just see him. I don't need to see him get physical. I'd, I'd like to see maybe like, um, you know, him him with his mind games, maybe, you know, stare off and stand, you know, stand off with somebody, maybe someone we've never seen before, and just always just have that in the back of your mind. You never know. Even though it's his farewell, you know, you never know. And, like, I, I like that. Like, they can kind of play on that. Because sometimes you can't – they haven't always had the ability to have the matches they've wanted them to have with everybody. So, it's kind of cool. Like, you can kind of maybe do something like that or play off of it. But he should get his farewell as he sees fit. Um, I want to see him disappear. I want to see a little lightning. I want to get the gong hit one more time. Yeah, I agree. I think something uh, – I think Tom had mentioned in the group chat maybe come out dressed up like in the OG costume would be – and then if i i mean granted i think they're uh we'll get into it i think they're booking bray as a baby face now i think that's what came out but i would i would have loved to see like if the fiend like came out and like there was some sort of transition of like uh yeah like power like, power yeah to him like officially like th- how it should have been this whole fucking time in my eyes like <laughs> this it, we're, we're like five years past this but i think it should have been like that five years ago when they faced each other at wrestlemania but what do i know um i don't know i just think it's cool i think i don't i don't think it's the last time we'll see the undertaker i think he's just stuck with wrestling for the rest of his life whether if if it's a farewell to in-ring competing but not some other form of entertainment through WWE. i don't know what the plan is but uh it's i expect something cool from production and stuff like that so i'm excited to see what they have to offer um speaking of bray Monday Night Raw, uh, it's at, we're at a point, and Jersey, you weren't here last week when we talked about it. We're at a point where I kind of I'm digging where they're going with the, like the main event picture right now, although I don't really know where they're going with it. So I like having the options of Randy not know. I don't know who's going to be the next guy in line for the title because we have Survivor Series. We have this break of not uh, a, no title shot. He's going up against Roman. We know that. But after that, where are they going to go with like Drew Bray, and then you have Miz lingering in the background? Um, I think it's 
I think it's perfect, man. I yeah. mean, that's that's fantastic. The fact that you're finally giving something worth watching. Yeah. You know, we we come we kind of beat up on Raw every week, but it's hard not to. I feel like they, they deserve it. Finally, in in a title picture, you have Orton being chased by Miz. Great. You have Drew wanting revenge. Great. And now you have the Fiend, and we don't know what he wants. So you, it almost makes you have to kind of tune in and find out: Are we going to get a cash in? Is the fiend gonna attack Randy? I mean, it, it's like it's good. Like that's that's good. I appreciate that. And it kind of like, and I'm not, but I know Noodles is gonna shake his head at this. I'm not comparing it to like the main event, like of the Attitude Era. But like back then, we had Stone Cold, The Rock, Triple H, Mankind, <clears throat> four guys that could all be WWE champion. And like at this point, you when you have so many people that are at that top like in the main event spot where they could all be viable champions. I think it's legit like that we have them going after each other, however they will do that. So I don't know. I think it's just having those options there. And I, <clears throat> I think we're overdue with seeing the Miz getting this shot again. Cause I think he's, he's carried his weight with the IC title as a tag team. And I think he deserves, he it's been Way, well overdue to see him in the main event picture. I don't know what you thought on, on that noodles is, but yeah, I mean, anytime, anytime you have a, an abundance of possibilities that are all intriguing, that are all cool, that could all take the company in a different direction, um, is always exciting. Especially any one of those guys is a deserving candidate to be a champion or at least a damn good challenger for a title. So I don't think you could ever poo-poo or downplay anything like that when you have your, you know, four four of your top guys. You know, going after the same thing, and there's so many different options and directions they could go, which is finally exciting, especially for Raw, which has been beyond lackluster. Yeah, I think that they're adding more, like Jersey said, give us a reason to come back and watch and understand. Like, we want to see stuff like this is cool, especially. And I think, like I had said, like they're booking Bray as a baby. I think they're booking Bray as a babyface now. I think, and you can kind of like tell. So, like, the one thing I don't like about the, uh, the Thunderdome is like the the direction of the crowd when people come out because they're kind of being directed behind the scenes. Like if someone comes out and gets booze, the person on the screen is telling them people to go thumbs up or thumbs down, basically, and then they fucking add in the booze. So like I I don't know that Bray doesn't really have an entry. He hasn't come out in an entrance in a while, so I don't really know how they're directing him. But like for example, like when Lana comes out. I thought they were trying to book her as like a babyface, but I feel like she's getting booze when she comes out. So I don't know how they're really booking her. It's weird with the Thunderdome, so I don't really understand that. But uh, I don't know. Just, I wouldn't want to she's getting booed for a lot of reasons. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, very questionable. I, the whole Lana thing just bothers me. Suspect. Um, actually, Wait, we'll stick, yeah, we'll you st- tell me you didn't enjoy her being put to the table nine times. Mm-hmm. Was that wasn't fun to watch that nine weeks in a row? Listen, I'm a fan of three, three in your ass. Well, that was overplayed, overkill, and it was a joke that. that was retold way too many times. <laughs> do you guys think it yeah. was really something to do with Rusev moving, or is it just like a? I, I who knows with Vince, man. You never know. <laughs> I mean, it could be like I think maybe in the beginning it was like a partial dig, but I don't think yeah. he he even gives a, sh- a damn about anything Rusev might have to say or would say. Just uh-huh. knowing Vince, anyway, I don't just don't think he gives a shit about that stuff. Yeah. I wonder if they're like intentionally making her like be this like this way she's like very awkward and very it's not like entertaining to me like i think who shane and naya versus uh mandy and dana this week in a tag team match which i thought was actually a pretty good match and then lana comes down and just ruined everything yeah it was like super sloppy it was like what the fuck is going on 
you're just standing there. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, um, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't understand their booking process with her. Are they trying to <clears throat> see if she could be like a an under, underdog baby face? I have no idea. I don't know what they're going for. Um, on, on, just, on it just seems own. like they're like um, they're like giving her the Eva Marie treatment, and that didn't work out well for her. And again, not entirely her fault, but you keep throwing someone down someone's face over and over again. It's just not as impactful. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not very confused. Um, another confusion. I mean, so like we start off positive talk about Raw, then you can just get, you're going to throw out like all the negatives here. Um, did you guys catch Ricochet versus uh, this new superstar, uh, Tucker? <laughs> new new look, new uh, gym. Like, I don't know what the fuck. He was wearing like sweatpants or something, like gym pants. Ricochet goes over this guy Tucker, Tucker Knight, maybe he had Knight on the back of his fucking pants. That's an old, that's a throwback there. Um, in like 35 seconds, Retribution comes out, beats up both of them. Didn't Tucker just turn heel on Otis? And like, are they go now? There's like no direction with that. They take yeah. him off the show. They take him off SmackDown yeah. just to just to further along nothing. Um. Sloppy booking, to say the least, right, Jared? I mean, I don't know what. <laughs> I wonder if like retribution takes. takes I mean, on. Joey, I, I got to say, I, I don't know what you expected else. I don't know. You've got a fair point. <laughs> At this stage of the game, anyway, for sure. I'm very confused of where they're going with that. Um, I wonder if retribution takes on. Uh, takes on Tucker and brings him in as like one of the guys and like, cause the way they, the way they attacked him and like, I don't know, they just kind of just left him there for no reason. I don't know. I wonder if like if his initiation kind of deal yeah. like to get into the group. I mean, yeah. I guess it's possible. It's definitely possible. I don't know. If he, feel, if he feels betrayed by his, his best friend for so badly, maybe he needs to join a new, a new circle of people. I don't know. I, I just, I hope they go. I just, they, I, I despise finishes like that where you have a major, turnover and with a you know a heavy relationship involved and then it goes completely nothing yeah like it never even happened i don't know no payoff no nothing stick i want to stick with retribution quick tom i i don't know if you guys caught raw talk uh afterwards uh ali was on there with retribution mm -hmm. and he kind of explained uh what was going on with the reason why he has these guys wear their masks and change their names um, he wants people to understand, uh, what it's like to be judged by how they look and with, and how they're given a certain name. So that he kind of explained the reason why retribution or maybe is what it is. And I thought it was pretty cool. Like he's given the opportunity to, to go on, on, uh, maybe not on TV and say, it, but on raw talk and give that explanation. So I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. And did you, were you able to catch raw talk by a chance and see that? I, I just saw like the highlights of it on, you know, throw it on the Facebook page and stuff. But <clears throat> I mean, why, why can't they put that on raw? I mean, the show, you know, I think that should have been on, you know, TV for us to see, not raw talk on the network. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I think it would definitely maybe help, you know, the group a little bit better, you know, cause that, I mean, I say 90% of people think that they're just a joke now because they're always losing and everything. And they would have done that, <clears throat> excuse me, on uh, 
on Raw. Like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe that's why they look like, you know, Bane and Mad Max wannabe type things, you know. I mean, I think that would have been perfect for him to do, but, you know. It, so you think they should have put that into a real promo, Tommy? Like, to actually maybe benefit the group yeah. entirely? Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, I think, I mean, I'm not saying people would have been like, oh, yeah, I'm behind them now 100%, but it would have, like, given them, like, some sort of reason why. I mean, right. why, why throw it on a network where not everyone watches it, but, you know, everyone who's watching Raw can see that, and, you know, I just think it would have helped them a lot, but you know yeah it's like they're almost relying on social media to get over exactly yeah 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 which is pretty unfortunate um i mean i know everyone has a network by now too but it's like it just seems like they're like really trying to put everything on the network like all the time to where you have to go there over and over and over again to see any little bit of minute details because you don't get those extra five ten minutes after 11 anymore that you used to get yeah you know everything's cut off we're having a little technical issues here. I'm trying to get NJ3 back in the room just to keep it real with everyone listening if there's any hiccups here. Uh, YOLO. Uh, <laughs> there he is. What's up, buddy? Oh, he's connecting. You good? Everyone good here? I'm all right. I think he's back in the hotel room. Nothing. No. Nah, shaking his head. Okay. Um, so, yeah. No, so I think it's good to direct people towards the network, but if you're going to do stuff like that, like this early on, maybe share that video pack or whatever they said next week on Raw, and like kind of make sure people understand. Well, well, yeah, right. Pro- prom- promote the network involved with the program, right? You, yeah. you, it's like there's two separate entities, and I understand they have the TV obligations with you know USA and Fox and all that stuff, but you got to promote the network so you people know that it's there to tune in there, and then you can have a cross interaction between the two issues, two programs. It's foolish. Yeah. They're like, guys, if you want to see this, something like this, check. Make sure you're look, checking in the WWE Network. Like, like, just get people over there, get eyes on it for little things like that. I, I think the the raw talk and the talking smack. It isn't. There, there's it's script. It's not scripted. It's like kind of they more let real. Them, it's more, not real, but like they let them do their own thing. They yeah, let yeah. Them choose their own their own promos and like. Um, I think so. At least I don't really know because like our truth is fucking. Well, it seems more real. You know what I mean? Like yeah. As far as as far as how it would integrate with the show, yeah. So I don't know. Um, we had a, a triple threat Survivor Series qualifier match. Now, it was good. I thought it was really good. I wrote that down here, and now it's been so long since we watched Raw. Forgot what the fucking match was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, what, who won? <laughs> who won? Like, Who's on third? Uh, it's Braun. It was yes. It was Braun, oh. Keith Lee, and Sheamus. I'm sorry. Yes. Right, yeah. All right. It was. It was. It was. It was a good, damn good match between three yeah. monsters. Yes. Put it that way. But was this so? Sheamus and Keith Lee are already. This was for Braun to see if he can get on the squad. He wanted to wrestle to get on, and then Adam Pierce came out like, "I have no one for you to wrestle." And then AJ's like, "Oh, why don't we do a triple threat match?" Yes, and, you're right. Okay, thank you. You know, yeah. I'm, let's be honest here, people. There's a lot of wrestling to intake throughout this whole fucking week. We just watched Full Gear last night. That's fresh in my mind. So, like, going back to Monday, it's a little rough. Give me a fucking break. Uh, yeah, very You're good so match. hard on yourself. I know. <laughs> uh, there's NJ3. Finally, I don't know where where you are on the screen. Where, where he even yeah. came from. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I guess my, I didn't pay my uh, my internet bill because I <laughs> my Wi-Fi is all over the place right now. So, I do apologize for that. Okay. You're all good. It's just like last week, just like last week. Yeah, you were in here, so it is what it is. Um, I was, you know, I was, I was here in spirit. Well, welcome back. Thank you. 
Um, we were just talking about uh, how great the triple threat match was between Braun Strowman, Keith Lee, and Sheamus. Um, I was actually one of the bright spots of all, to be honest. I mean, it was yeah. hard hitting. It was big monsters. I mean, that's Vince's thing, though. That's his favorite thing to do. It's big guys, make them clash, make noise. He's a very simple guy. He's like a caveman, Vince. Yeah. Oh, big guy, make noise. Okay. <laughs> good shit. Good shit. Good shit. Good shit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Strowman's up now in the squad. Uh, Raw is shaping out to be a pretty solid team. We got AJ, Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun. Who's next? I mean, Goldberg? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Should be. It will be. I think it's got to be. Yeah, it's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. He can't not be on Survivor Series because exactly. yeah, because he, he so. can't go against Randy. Obviously, he's going yeah. against him. You know, so only was a champion through after the course of the whole pandemic, but I guess just yeah. disregard did, him. Did, did a fantastic <laughs> job too at that. I agree. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. He carried it. Um, stick. I guess we'll stick with Drew here and end off Raw. But it was Drew faced off against your boys, uh, Miz and Morrison Noodles, and uh, it was. I mean. I guess you got to make something happen here, right? You got to give him some sort of uh, – have some sort of match with Drew on Raw and then been up against two guys. It's kind of – I don't know. Does it make them look weak? You can take it's, it well, it's, 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 the, it's the weasel move typically with, with with Miz when he's the heel. You know what I mean? He always is looking for the edge and, you know, it makes him still look strong beating up two guys, you know. Yeah. So it kind of serves both purposes. So I think like Randy and Bray showed face and uh, Miz attempted a cash and didn't get it off in time. Um, so again, leaving us in limbo of what's going to happen next with the w- the championship. Uh, Drew's not letting, uh, he didn't let the cash in happen. He wants to be the one to take the belt from Randy. Um, so I think it's, there's a story there. It's not a crazy written story, but it's something that we can invest, get invested into. I don't know. But you got to enjoy the tease every, you know, every week, you know what I mean? Cause it always keeps you on edge, you know? Yeah. So, uh, Drew, I know we missed you a lot for all here, but, uh, Anything you want to add uh, that you enjoyed from Raj, so we can get our get our points across? And you know what? I, I didn't feel it was is such it was so bad in weeks past. Um, so I'm actually happy about that. It still felt like a clunky show. Um, I guess the big standout points was, um, you know, the triple threat match. I thought it was yeah. good. I enjoyed the main event for what it was. I know it was to make Drew look strong, but I still I still love to see Miz and Morrison. I mean, you have two stars with the two of them. Um, and I mean the fight and the funhouse. I mean anything, anything funhouse yeah. right now is is just must watch and must see. So those are like my three points that kind of stuck out. I haven't, I didn't think Raw was as bad as it's been. Yeah. Um, but clearly not superior in any any regard. From what I've read, I think Tom, uh, Tom, maybe you saw this too. I think they hit like record low viewership in the last hour, which is yeah, I mean, it should. is what it is. Yeah, I think it's it, they're going to learn to see over time that the third hour is just too much. I don't know. It is, yeah, I mean, it is what it how many is. years? How many yeah. years are we going to say it? Yeah. It's interesting. Even though it is it is too much stuff, but they actually put a decent product on there, it wouldn't be as bad, I don't think. You know what I mean? Like I agree. there's no excitement there. That's I think that's more the issue than the third hour. It's you could have a third hour, fourth hour, whatever, but if you fill it up with quality shit, yeah. it's not gonna change it. You know, people are still gonna tune in. That, again, that's why three hours of shit is too much. <laughs> it is way too it's much. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. If you that's give me, what she if said. You especially, me, when they, especially when they blow their load in the first 10 minutes. Exactly. That's what she yeah. said. Yeah. <laughs> like, give, me, give, me the, give me four <laughs> give me three hours of like 10 minute segments of the Firefly Funhouse Firefly Funhouse and uh I'm all about yeah, Alexa's been killing it, so yeah. Oh, wowie, wowie. Yeah, wow. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> oh yeah, that was that's what happened this week. They fucking dropped the curses. That was that was fucking funny, man. I mean, they're going into places. That's great. I love it. Um 
Jers, I know we – so it's Sunday. We watched Full Gear was last night. I mean, you take us through Wednesday. If you want to touch on AEW, we can do whatever you want to do. We've missed the predictions. So. Let's, let's, let's go crazy. Let's right? go let's crazy. Let's go crazy. <laughs> We'll start with NXT. We'll go to AEW. We'll stay right there, and then we'll okay. we'll send it back. Um, okay. NXT really did start off with a good with a good match. And again, I know we hit on every week, and I don't want to say it again, but just the women having multiple wins matches kill it week in and week out is just so nice. So, um, Tom, I know you're a team. I know you're a team kick member. Uh, Dakota Kai, Ember Moon, open the show. Awesome match. Hell of a match. Yes. Hell of a match. And Dakota went over in the match. How do you feel about that? You think it's a good way to kind of have the feud kind of continue, right? Because you want to build Ember to be this this huge thing and then kind of, you know, lose to Rhea or lose to EO. So what do you think about that booking? I mean, I was very surprised. I really thought Amber was going to win. But, I mean, it was pretty cool giving it to Coda for that one time. Even though I think she did get some help from, uh, you know, Raquel on the outside there. But still, you know, man, a win's a win. So, hey, I mean, but no. Match, I think it was like 20 minutes long. And it's just, it was just like, wow, it was just awesome. I mean, those two, I mean – Shouldn't be really surprised down there in NXT with the women. They just always put on great matches. But, no, it was definitely a great start to NXT, as always, and just a solid, solid match. I know. I couldn't agree more. I know we say it every week, but it's just hard not to just keep harping on how great their women's division is down there or over there or wherever, wherever you know, <laughs> how we're we going to say it. Wherever you are in the country, <laughs> it's in Florida. Exactly. Down there. Um, get more stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, Joey, the brand – is that is that we're gonna is that we're gonna label them the brand because I think so, they kind of have to be. So I think they I don't know if it's not official yet, but I've seen the kings of NXT. Yeah, yeah. Like a thing. Oh, that's, 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 the, that's the rumor. Yeah, yeah. Hey, the brand, the kings of NXT. I think actually both names are pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I mean, McAfee comes comes out and cuts a like literally nail in the coffin type promo, Joe. I mean, yeah. comes out there and just rips on them. I feel like the only thing he was missing was saying like something about your mama because like he was just destroyed them. <laughs> it was like, whoa! I'm sitting there like, my god. Um, they were gonna raise the they were gonna raise the banner and the rafters so they set it on fire. Mm. What a what a heelish thing to do. But I mean, Joe, I know you're a McAfee guy, but I mean, I gotta say, if you weren't believing in the Kings, I mean, you gotta believe now. What do you think about that segment? I mean, I could we could say it once, we could say it a thousand times. People, Pat McAfee is gold. Mm-hmm. Like the shiny, well, like, pl- I, I think platinum. I think platinum, platinum bro. He's legit. <laughs> is I don't know if Triple H knew what he had with him down there, but it's showing every week when this guy comes out and cuts a fucking promo better than anyone in fucking wrestling right now. Like <laughs> natural, really, absolute natural. This guy, what a fucking calling! And uh, I mean, just the group in general. I think. Listen, I feel bad for Rich Holland. He's not a part of it. He, this is his chance to like shine and stuff. But adding Pete Dunn was just like huge for this, and it makes so much sense too. It's like he has that uh, that vendetta against the undisputed era for turning yeah, on him. And perfect, they, yeah. they acknowledge that, which is great. And it's like yeah. it was unintentional storytelling that they didn't know they had to bring up again because this wasn't planned. We all know that. So um, unless they were going to add him eventually, maybe as a fifth guy down the road, but just to have him right now, it just makes so much fucking sense. And I love, and Oni, I, I always talk shit about Oni and fucking Danny Burch. And now I'm like excited to see them on my television, which is <laughs> odd. Uh, but I just can't wait for whenever the UE comes back and we get this like face off of Cole versus McAfee on the mic, like heated shit. And it's going to be fucking fantastic because we know all know Cole is, again, just as good on the mic as McAfee. So. It's going to be top-notch wrestling whenever whenever it comes to to a head there. I mean, I couldn't agree more. And you know what you hit on there, which is like a really good point, is 
they had um they were able to tie back a storyline that they had previously right with pete dunn getting turned on but see that's what happens when you actually have legitimate good storytelling you can revisit stuff later and then have it to be connective and it just all makes sense right. right and now when you come full circle it's like it couldn't make more sense that pete dunn is the enforcer because there's a vendetta against the undisputed like it just it works out perfect Right. Rich Holland would have been nice. And I would have loved to have seen him get a shot to them build another guy. And hopefully he will come back and maybe be included as a fifth guy or, you know, they just kind of give him a good push, but you're able to on the fly, figure out, you know what? We have Pete Dunn. He looks like a million dollars. I mean, oh, my dude, God, is he, right. not dude, he got an amazing shape, dude. Holy Phenomenal. crap. And he already has a vendetta. And so does McAfee. And then with Danny and Oni, you can kind of take them along with anything because they've always lost to the UE. Exactly. And said that. So it's like, it's like, you know what I mean? Like it just, it makes sense. And it's just so nice. And so refreshing to kind of see that kind of booking and storytelling. I just, I appreciate that. No, no stories ever close. <laughs> Everything always remains open and for any, any angle direction they want to go, which is amazing. That's what, and that's how it always should does. be. That's what and great that's writing always, always does. should be. I and couldn't just, agree more. And just to Brown knows NXT a little more. I feel like every story that they have going on down there is worth like investing into like every, even like going down to like, uh, uh, Drake Maverick and Killian Dane, like just it's. I mean, still- how much do you love what they, I love their entrance? Yeah. By the way. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't don't you like hum along when it go when it goes on? I love yeah, it. It's, it's, I'll be satisfied. But, uh, <laughs> I love their ded- NXT's dedication to storytelling and like and like their even the littlest feuds or anything. It just it's just a lot better than where we see otherwise in WWE. And it always and it always and it always segues perfectly into the next the next chapter of whatever direction they go into. You know yeah. what I mean? It always, it always is there leading up to something else. It's yeah. amazing. It's good. You don't always got to make things so complicated. You know, sometimes when you try to complicate so many things and you try to reference so much, like it doesn't need to be that, like you're doing rocket science to figure out storytelling. Some simple works. It's yeah. easy to follow. We just want to see good product in the ring. That's really what it kind of comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm sure it helps, you know, having, having the roster size and only worrying about the, the one show and, and and not focus so much on major long-term storylines, but it's still so, so effective that there's the formula is there. It is. Mm-hmm. But Nick, speaking of formula, Tony storms, Chauncey Blackheart, huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, <laughs> I know, I know that you turned your volume way up when that match went on. Oh, it's um, max volume as, as, as can max, be. max volume. <laughs> um, you know, it was cool that Shantz was able to pick an opponent from be uh, from the being the host of Halloween Havoc, and she picked Tony Storm, which is hey, listen, you want it, you want to call someone out, you call out Tony Storm. Um, I thought a really good match. You know, Candice LeSlay got involved, which is I know why your volume was max, and she ran over the tank mm. and cost cost Shantz <laughs> the match. But I guess tell me, take me through. What do you what do you think about that? Do you think it was a it was a good move to kind of. Um, Keep that story going. Were you okay with Shanti getting the loss and, and losing the yeah, tag? Yeah, it's okay. It's, it's okay that that Shanti got the loss. She's she's been killing it for so long now. So it's uh, that, to me, it's totally fine. And it also helps Tony get really involved in the main event picture and and you know not so much focus on just the UK stuff. You know what I mean? Like she's here now. You know what I mean? And then Candice can really can do whatever she wants. She's as good as gold, as Joey would say. Hmm. And she can be involved in any angle and avenue. And then to obviously to run over the tank was a nice little combination to really. Uh, you know, maybe engage her anger a little bit, see what, where she takes it. Listen, it's it's really funny, right? Because when you think of a baby face like Candace for so long and her turning heel, you never know how it's going to play out. But I feel like her character couldn't have been any – I can't it's, picture it's her character perfect. not being a heel, yeah. to be honest, at this point. 
I think when I you're look- so over the, over the top as a face, I think when you get the opportunity to turn heel, I think you just relish in that moment and you get the best out of people when you when you go that that direction. Yeah, personally. Because then when you I mean, become listen, a face, from one heel to another, right? more, then it's appreciated more. Oh, you know it. <laughs> uh, I, haven't no, you... face, I haven't been a face very often, though, so the, the heel work is the only thing I know. <laughs> for, for, for 32 years, you've been a heel, and um, I don't we're, see that turn ever coming. We're closing on 33, so it's getting, it's getting ugly. <laughs> yeah. It's the year you turn face, 33. <laughs> I, think, I think it's going to take a, a Steve Cohen Mets championship, so. <laughs> oh. Well, listen, I mean, if it, I, I mean I, we don't want to change subjects, but I mean, <laughs> clean, clean in house. Yeah. Clean in that, house. We, we need a whole separate segment and a whole new. We need, we need a buzz cut to Steve Cohen. Well, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's probably the, that's probably the biggest smile Nick's had on his face in a long time is when he soon uh, got that message of everyone getting fired. Anyway, uh, great, glorious. Um, <laughs> main event time. Champa taking on Velveteen Dream. I mean, did you guys see the mask that Champa came out with? Yeah. I mean that that's a that's intimidation, right? Mm-hmm. I think retribution to take a couple notes, right? <laughs> it's not it's not the mask that makes the character. It's a character that makes the mask. So, Vince, come on, do do better. <laughs> anyway, you're a clown. Um, if you need to be re-reminded who Tommaso Ciampa was, that match gave you exactly the reminder you needed. It was a fantastic main event. I mean, Velveteen Dream. Obviously, we know he's you know obviously he's got to just keep his personal life out of professional, but um, yeah. fantastic in the ring. But well, he's, pay, he's Champa, paying the price in wins and losses. I'll tell you that. Oh, he is, <laughs> he is, and he continued to, and he will continue to. But nonetheless, man, Champa came out and he shined, and it was just so nice and refreshing to see him back on top, being him. So he's awesome. We'll do we'll do a quick roundtable to kind of wrap up uh, NXT before we get to AEW. I mean, Joey Champa. Yeah, All good? I mean, yeah. Happy to see him full back? Absolutely. I love it. I think uh, <clears throat> when he first came back from whatever, it was the injury or whatever, he uh, had a little, like, he was going after, I think he attacked Jake Atlas. So I wasn't sure if he was going to be, they were going to book him as a heel or a baby face. But now it seems he's taking over that, like, baby face role again. And uh, I think I, I like to see, I know we've seen it so many times, but him and Gargano go at it again for maybe that North American championship. I'm not sure what the plans are or what they have planned for champion, but I think he's deserving of a championship or maybe him versus uh, Balor. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure what they have planned for him, but I'm excited to see uh, Ciampa back in full force. And he's one of the best, so you can't beat it. No, oh, I agree. Bad news? Anything to add? No, I mean, and I don't know if you guys saw, he cut, like, that promo after it went off the air, basically saying how, like, much they miss the fans, you know, it's not the same, and how, yeah. like, the fans make make us better and all that. It was pretty cool to see him do that, so. I wonder if he did that on his own or if it was scripted. I really don't know, because it seemed like it was real type of thing, you know. It didn't seem like he was told to do it, so. But, no, good to have him back the way he is, and can't wait to see where it goes with him. That's what leaders do, Tom. They grab the mic when they need to, and they say what they got to say, and you got to listen. That's what a leader does. So whether scripted or not, I love it. Uh, Noodles, anything to add about Champa? Uh, I mean, those guys hammered at home, but Trump is the man. He's, he's the Mount Rushmore of, of uh, NXT. He's, he's been the face there for a long time as far as the poster child of stardom, um, and it's great to see him back and, and running the show. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I thought it was a good NXT episode. I had nothing like nothing groundbreaking, right? I didn't feel like anything was groundbreaking besides that. Obviously, the the Kings of NXT segment because that was a pretty big segment. But I thought it was just a really top notch, good, sh- sh- good show. NXT is always just solid, but that's what but that's yeah. what they yeah. deliver oh, yeah. all the time. Yeah. It's just consistency, consistency of being excellent all the time. Yep. Yeah. 
couldn't agree more. Let's get to AEW. So this is going to be a little bit different because obviously we talk about what happens on Wednesday, but then we actually have now we know what happened at full gear. So yeah. let's. We're, I'm going to try to try to let's, let's see how we can kind of handle this one. It's going to be a little bit hard because. We're not going to talk about, you know, Kenny and Hangman cutting promos because now we know what came of that result. I so. think we should just go right to full gear. Might as well. <laughs> I mean, you guys tell me. I mean, I can try to come up with a couple points from AEW just to kind of hit on, and then we can go sure. to full gear. Or Run with it. Um, listen, Miro took on Trent because of the video game machine, him being pissed. I mean, I guess that's, way to, that's a way to kind of tie a storyline in. Um, very typical Rusev-Miro type match, right? I mean, you know, slow pace. Big spots, hard hits, and ends with an accolade. Um, Miro stomps around like his Rusev character a little bit. Um, I guess bad news. How would you think about Miro's, I guess, first singles match in AEW? I mean, like you said, it's basically a typical Rusev match. You know, he did, you know, basically did everything a Rusev character did. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. But, I mean, I mean, I don't know if they're going to switch him up at all. I mean, like his character, but it just seems like we've seen this already with him. He just changed his name and changed his hairdo. That's basically what's been different about him. So, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully they do something else with him, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, if he's got some any creative control or creative input, I would say maybe try to step away from a little bit of the Rusev stuff, you know, coming yeah, out, doing the jump on the feet thing. I mean, literally, I felt like I was watching a Rusev match, yeah, to be exactly. honest. Yeah, yeah. Not that, not that I didn't like Rusev. I did like him. <clears throat> But you went over there complaining and bitching about you not getting the fair shake. You're pretty much putting on the same product. So that kind of makes you tie back to, was it him or was it WWE? Exactly, yeah. Too soon to tell. Jury's out on that one. He got over way more on, on his social media killer game than he did in the ring. Yeah, so. true. Um, Joey, Pac's back. Um, what did you think about that promo? It's talk me through it. I don't even know how to even like describe it. I literally wrote on my notes, Pac is back. <laughs> uh, I thought it was great. I think it's, I don't know if they're hinting at, because uh, they, they showed multiple Pacs. Like that, they've done that before with him, like him sitting down on the couch and then like other Pacs around him, like talking. It's like he has a lot going on in his mind. Um, but they, sh- they played audio clips of Eddie Kingston, like talking down, to like Penta and all the like uh, Phoenix about because they were the whatever their group name was before Pac left it was um, I don't know it was Pac uh, and Phoenix and Penta I forget what the name was but um, and he's like your British buddy left you and it was like I don't know if they're gonna if they're foreshadowing him going after Eddie or what the what the plan is for that but I'm just excited to have Pac back in general uh, he's insanely talented and him as a heel is like just nasty and hard and hitting and fucking fantastic. So I don't know what the plan is for him coming back. Uh, there's options all over the place. So I I'm excited. I love it. Yeah. There are a lot of options all over the place with him and he's athletic. He looks good, man. He looks, yeah. he looks bigger if that's even possible. Yeah. I don't know. Like I looked at him like, God, man, this guy's whatever he's figured out. He's, he knows what he's doing. Um, you know, else, you know what stands out to me week in and week out? I just cannot get over it. John Silver. <laughs> I mean, the guy's got – I didn't realize he was as funny as he is. Yeah, he's fucking Like, funny. I really enjoy him. He's like the, the standout of the, of the Dark Order to me right now besides, obviously, Mr. Brody Lee. But we haven't seen him in a couple weeks. Mm. Um, hmm. But, uh, yeah. I mean, those were – without kind of like trying to tie into Dynamite and, and Full Gear, I tried pulling out a couple quick segments. Um, 
did you guys what do you guys think red velvet mini mini brandy Rhodes? Mm. like i feel like she looks like her a little bit <clears throat> smidge maybe smidge smidge Smidge. I know. Just it made me laugh. I'm like looking at like, like if, like if Brandy like Brand was a little sister. I'm, I'm a fan um, of Brandy though, for sure. No, I mean, listen, <laughs> as as we all should be. And I do like red velvet cake, so I mean, <laughs> it is delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get into full gear in no particular order. Um, we'll go. I'll go through the winners and losers, okay. and then I'll go around and you guys just give me a match that stood out to you or a point that you want to kind of hit on. So we had Hangman versus Kenny. In um, the winner becomes the number one contender for AEW championship. Um, good match, in my opinion. Uh, Kenny getting the win. Uh, Cody versus Darby Allen. Um, not expected, but Darby is your new TNT champion. Um, FTR versus the Young Bucks. And uh, if they lose, they'll never get on the shot again, but they didn't lose. <laughs> they got the belts. <laughs> you know? What you guys like? <laughs> I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy I can make you guys laugh. Uh, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in, in an elite deletion match. I mean, you got to figure Matt Hardy's going to take that no matter what we predict. And that would have been a sweep yesterday. So, you know, Matt Hardy took that W. Uh, Sheeta took on Nyla Rose and uh, Sheeta got the win. Chris Jericho versus MJF. And if MJF wins, he's in. Boys. He's in. <laughs> um, Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy took on John Silver. And honestly, I actually enjoyed the match. Uh, Cassidy did get the win. Serena Deeb defended the NWA title against Allison Kay. Serena got the win. And in your main event, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, I quit match. John Moxley stands today, your AEW champion. Boys, um, we'll go round table. Tom, bad news. What match stood out to you that you want to just kind of hit on? I mean, obviously, <clears throat> the tag team match, you know, the Bucks and FTR, was, it definitely lived up to the hype. I mean, we, we were hoping because, you know, they've been building it, building it for so long. But I really thought the best singles match of the night, I thought, was Kenny versus Hangman. I mean, no surprise there. I mean, those two guys, they, another thing they've been building for so long between them two. And – but then for the B, you know, the number one contender on the line was really good. But, yeah, I mean, seeing Kenny th- this way is just awesome, and I can't wait to see him and Moxley whenever that is. I don't know when they're going to go with that, but no, that just those two matches for me were the best of the night. No, I couldn't agree. I really, really enjoyed the, the Hangman and uh, Kenny match. I thought it was a great way to start the show. It was perfect. Um, the Impact guy was on uh, commentary. Yeah, Dan, which Dan I thought, Dallas, yeah. Yeah, oh, which I thought was pretty pretty interesting. That was a pretty uh, – Interesting, I guess, choice to do that. But I thought that was a great way to start the, start the night. I couldn't agree with you more. And, I mean, hey, listen, Young Bucks, FTR, you knew we were going to get something good. And I thought they did deliver. And I kind of hope we get to see it again. And I'm sure okay, we will. Definitely, yeah. So, uh, Noodles, AEW, full gear, in the books. Well, it's certainly, certainly nice to see my boy, the orange one, get back on, on the winning track. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I mean, when his pockets uh, got pulled out, I was a little bit concerned for the guy. I was a little nervous again. Yeah, <laughs> well, was he like, hung in there. They, they stayed up and tight, so we, we were good to go. <laughs> uh, however, however, you know, he's been – ever since the you – know, to me anyway, at least with the – you know, after the Jericho uh, win of the feud there, you know, he's kind of been booked in a lot of losing ways. So he's come close but didn't really pull it off, and I felt like a lot of his momentum has kind of been – diminished and I always worried about that with his character becoming a little stale if he wasn't consistently winning 
So hopefully this win kind of propels him and gets him back on the right track to be part of the, the upper echelon wrestling again. Yeah, he's good I'm to big, watch. He's cool. I like him. I agree. Big fan of Orange Cassidy. I thought it was actually a good match. I enjoyed it. I, I, you know, John Silver. He like I know we were just saying it before. He fig- he's figured it out. I mean, having that started that match when when he was like, "Don't put those hands in that pocket. Don't do it." And he did it. <laughs> it's and funny. Then so, he he it's rips the fan. hands out of the pockets. He rips the pockets out. He's kicking them with the with the the orange kicks. Like it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> like it's just it's just good, right? It's like. You know, you, you want to have good wrestling, right? You want to have good storytelling, but sometimes it's refreshing to get something fun to get behind. But also, that's a good wrestling match at the same time, too. So I kind of got that when I watched that. I really did enjoy that. And comedy's um, killer, man. It, it wins all the time, no matter what. Because even it, it, always over, it could always overcome sometimes if you have a shady spot in a wrestling match or whatever. But when the comedic value is there, I mean, what do you think The Rock thrived on so much? Not only was he great in the ring, but his, his comedic on the mic was just amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Listen, John the Pebble Silver, four. <laughs> um, Joey, AEW, full gear. What's what, what stood out to you, my friend? Yeah, so Tom said the tag team match, obviously, was fantastic. I, I love the uh, shout-out to a, a true rivalry in sports. Uh, Young Bucks came out in uh, Lakers colors. FTR came out in Celtics colors, so that was pretty cool. Um, paying homage to other tag teams with finishers from early 90s to now. They uh, touched on the Hart Foundation, Legion of Doom, Steiner Brothers. Uh, maybe not Legion of Doom. I'm, I could be jumbling on there. But uh, they even touched on uh, DIY. Uh, so that was pretty cool. They did their finisher. Um, I love the fact that they uh, FTR lost on cash going for uh, a 450. Yeah. And he missed. So no flips, just fist. He went for a flip and he fucking lost. And I think that's a, a cool way to tell that story there. So even though we got super kicked with a, a barefoot. Um, so it's, I love the match itself. So like the match itself was fantastic, but the way they integrated everything else made it even that much better. Um, I, I could have watched that match if they added on 20 more minutes of it. So it was really good. Um, so would, real quick, would you, would you call it the greatest tag team match ever? No. Uh, ever? No. So... <laughs> It was really good, though. I expect <laughs> I expect uh, the, um, Uncle Dave to give it at least ten stars. Yeah, um, probably. Yeah, five so, per team, right? Five per team. Five yeah. per team. It's ten, a. right? You good yeah. cultures, <laughs> good mathematics. <laughs> An A plus plus, and then with extra stickers on the quiz. Uh, stars. Yeah, extra stars. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool in the uh, what was it? The ultimate deletion. What was it? What was that match the called? Ultimate deletion. Ultimate match, deletion yeah. match. They uh, we got a little uh, bring back from Gangrel and Hurricane Helms, so that was pretty cool. wasn't sure where they were going to go with the match. It was a typical Hardy compound match, so it wasn't anything like groundbreaking, but it was still cool to see Gangrel pop up, which was that was uh, was fun. Um, and then Moxley and Eddie Kingston, it was what we expected. Uh, I, I would have loved to see because they brought back, they brought in Tax, they brought in Barbed Wire. I would love to see them like hit like the deathmatch stuff they used to do and like CZW and like bring back like the light tubes and stuff like that. I don't know if they if that's allowed by AEW, but that would have been pretty cool if we would have saw that. But uh, the fact that Moxley got Kingston in a crossface or uh, the headlock with the barbed wire wrapped around his arm, Oof. it was yeah. brutal. So it was good. It was very brutal match, and it almost looked like I could be wrong because it was it was late in the night when we were watching it, but. Uh, the, the look Eddie gave Aunt, uh, Moxie at the end was like kind of like a res- they both like showed respect after it because like they're 
longtime friends. So you think, I don't know. I, I don't know where, where Kingston's headed after this, but it was definitely a nice uh, rub for him to get that main event push there. So overall, great show. Uh, we're going to get Kenny versus Moxley, and I think that's what we wanted. So I'm, ha- I'm happy about it. No, I have to say, I mean, I think you hit on it really well. I thought it was a really good show. I enjoyed it uh, top to bottom. Um, good show. And you guys hit on some good points. I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, listen, we're going to get probably the two best that the company has to offer in a future feud. You, you can't complain about that, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, we, always, we always say it, like when we kind of fantasy book and we talk about, you know, future storylines we want to see. You want to see the best versus the best. AEW's best right now is Kenny Omega and John Moxley, and we are going to be able to see it. We just saw the best tag team match that they had to offer. That's, you know, they're getting it right in that regard. So I can appreciate yeah. that. That's exactly what I want to see as a, as a wrestling fan. Give so me Nick, your best versus your best. Nick, well, it's been a year, year of buildups, you know what I mean? It's been a year of buildups, and now they're finally starting to, you know, put everybody in, in the line. Noodles, just to go back on your question, it was the best tag team match in AEW history. So, there you go. Oh, okay, good. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying that, Joe. <laughs> and there's, I mean, there's a lot of tag team wrestling there, too, to compete with. Yeah, so, it's, so it's to move right to the top is impressive. Yeah, it was good. Check it out yeah. if you have it. Absolutely. Um, boys, that was fun. I know it's a little bit clunky because obviously AEW dynamite leading into full gear kind of can't hit on certain things because we saw how the outcome was. But yeah. I appreciate you doing that with me. I'm sorry for my connection issues. I will have to call Optum again. I thought I paid the bill. Sons of I guess maybe the check bounced. <laughs> Very, quite glad to have you back. <laughs> hey, let's get to SmackDown. Back with a bang, yeah. SmackDown, boys. Triple uh, H oversees it. Let's talk yeah. about it. Yeah, so that was that was a fun little fact we, we hit on this week. I think they, someone came out and said, again, I, we take it with a grain of salt, but people are saying that Triple H is behind SmackDown, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, it's good to know that Bruce Pritchard isn't on both shows. Um, no offense to Bruce, but let's be honest, Rose is a little shaky. Um <laughs> Again, the ultimate decision comes from Vince, so we all have to blame that guy. So we got Sasha versus Bailey for the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, I guess what we found out is they're done. <laughs> Sasha won, and then Carmella came out, and she attacked Sasha. Um, I'm not going to lie. I love SmackDown every week. The match is fucking fantastic. But this... If they're ending it now, I'm kind of – I don't know how I feel. I, I'm going to let it soak in for a little bit as we all we always every week let it fester. Uh, NJ3, I know you just got done talking a lot, but I want to hear your opinion on Sasha versus Bailey yeah. returning Carmella and what what if you think this is done with Sasha and Bailey like at the current moment. Right. So uh, I thought it was a really good match. They gave it multiple segments. It reminded me of like an NXT match, right? when NXT goes through multiple segments because of you want to allow that storytelling to take place. So you can, that's a triple H, you know, I guess stamp um, right there. Mm. I thought it was a good match. I really did. Um, Was it, this was, you know, their match was in hell in the cell. So now you're going to get a more traditional wrestling match. It was a good match. Now with it being done, I think Joey kind of like leads us back to talking about before where they may be moving on, but they may not be done right now. You know what I'm saying? Like how, like, you know, when they were able to kind of tell their story, right? Sasha's biggest thing is she she can win the big one, but she can never hold the title. That was the point of what this match was supposed to tell you, that she can actually win in a defense. And yes, they may not face off in the next pay-per-view. Well, actually, you know, Survivor Series is going to be Asuka and Sasha. Um, but I think you will see Bailey and, and Sasha at least one more time with Sasha being the champion, just not right now. 
And if you're going to insert that Carmella in the match, I mean, in their feud, that is money to me. Yeah. Carmella looked fire. That's a bank. <laughs> she is money. <laughs> um, no, I agree. I think if if it's all interjected and it's done right, I think we'll get solid matches and everything out of it. But uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm not. Uh, I'm not downplaying it yet. Because um, we got, we kind of did it. Like, you know, the Drew and Randy thing. It was good for the first two or three, and then it became three and four. And I was like, all right, you don't you don't want to play with fire with Sasha and, uh, Sasha and Bailey, right? Those are your probably your two right now on the main roster best females, and you can obviously argue Oscar, but you know what I'm saying like those are two of your top female talents. You don't want to overplay that, right? Okay. You want to be very careful with how you present that because then it becomes stale. And that's kind of where I feel that Drew, I think that last one for Drew and Randy, I, I mean, I know that Drew, you know, Randy got the title, but I just, yeah. I think it was a little too much for me. And the, the Sasha Bailey match itself shows how fucking good they are. Mm-hmm. It was so good for a smack, just a SmackDown match. I thought it was, I don't know. That's why they can never be done because their chemistry and the matches they put on each yeah. and every time. It's just remarkable. So that is never done. It might be a pause, as Jersey was saying, but it's certainly not done. Yeah, no, I agree. Sure. I, agree. I am a little worried about the direction Bailey's going to have to head in, though, if she's yeah, not in the title yeah, picture, because yeah. Heel Bailey was like the pinnacle of where she was. And now for her to kind of downgrade, not really being involved in the championship picture with wrestlers that really aren't, aren't on that level, kind of makes me a little nervous. There's a lot of young talent. Well, I don't say young talent. A lot of different talent over in SmackDown. For sure, for sure but I don't want to see her put, put, them o- put them over, per se, to where then, like, that, that heel monster is now downgraded. But a good rub from Bailey. You know, Bailey's got the C on no, her for chest, sure. definitely, right? Definitely, she's, definitely she's can bring somebody to the top of the mountain. There's no question about right. that. But she's still got to hold the effectiveness of a dominant heel. Absolutely. And I think they can, if they play it well, they play it right. And especially how they've done with Bailey. I mean, Bailey's transformation to her heel character is probably the best thing she's ever done, period. Even at her highest points in NXT with like, you know, with the hugger character, it may work there, but that heel Bailey can work there too. Like that character can work on both where hugger Bailey didn't work on both. It's not talked about a lot either. Cause like, I mean, it is talked about, like, everyone appreciates what Bailey's doing right now as a heel, but, like, look at the transformation she had, dude. And it's, like, kind of, like, comparison to Roman as well. It's, like, Roman was such a top, the, the baby, biggest baby face ever at, at, at the time, and now he's a fucking dirtbag heel. Bailey switched. Like, these two transitions have been so good for this, these characters that it needs, to be, it needs to happen more often. That's why heel, heel turns are, like, important for uh these characters here and it needs to like i just feel like not happen more often but it needs to be lo- at least run by and creative to see like could this help out this baby face that's like stagnant or maybe not or like they're kind of plateauing in in whatever they're doing so they embrace the hell of a lot more don't be yeah. scared to turn it no you should because when you when you do after that heel turn when you do turn them back baby face it, it's an explosion like no other you yeah. know what i mean it takes them to the the superstar per se because the- i'm rooting for roman like, I want him to win. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's a heel, but I want him to win. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm rooting for him. It's just, it's, it's really easy, man. You think, you think they, people take, I know it's, you can't really compare because it it's Hulk Hogan, but like to see that the biggest babyface of all time turned heel and it worked. Like, why not take chances on other people that aren't maybe as big as Hogan? Like, why not? I don't know. I don't get it. I never, I don't see what the, the hurt is in doing it. Um, maybe they're worried about doing it correctly. I have no idea. Um, we had Seth uh, take on Otis for a qualifying match for the Survivor Series uh, club elimination team for SmackDown. 
Otis, huh? Jeez, what a fucking the shit out of the stick this guy got. Um, and it's getting shafted from all angles, man. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So my, just from watching it, I was watching it uh, after work on Friday night, and I kind of, I just want to refresh my memory here. Murphy helped him get the win, if I'm correct, yep. right? Yeah, distracted. Then, yeah, and then I saw on Twitter because I didn't, I'm, I, I skipped through a lot sometimes on SmackDown. I apologize, um, but I could have swore I saw he Murphy was talking to. Aaliyah in the back and like they quoted him saying it was for the greater good or it's for the yeah. greater good so yeah. he's still brainwashed here he's I mean, playing both sides yeah this is, he's gonna uh, get burned he's gonna, he's gonna get, get burned. burned noodles knows about playing both sides and he got burned so, so sometimes you do get a little bit lit up <laughs> <laughs> no but he's he's trying to listen he's trying to be buddy mysterio and he's also trying to be a disciple buddy mysterio messiah disciple you know what i mean <laughs> one more time messiah <laughs> <laughs> Tom, any any idea on uh, where you want to see this head? I mean, I people are I've seen all over social media. People are done with this uh, this angle here. I'm not fully conked out yet, but um, you know, it's. I hope to see some little a little more progression. I mean, I don't know. I mean, could he just be you know screwing with Seth? You know, basically saying you know I'll help you, you know, this and that. And then maybe at Survivor Series, maybe he costs them you know, the match, whatever. And then that leads into them going into a feud for a couple months. But I mean, who knows? But I mean, you know, where yeah. does Aaliyah play in this though? I don't know. That's is she just, know. is she just a pawn in, in buddy Murphy's game here? I don't know. That's, you know, I mean, I guess that's a good thing. Cause you have no idea where it's going. You know, that's what we, we don't want everything to be predictable, but I mean, <laughs> but, I mean, it's been going on for so long with this whole, you know, Mysterio Rollins, uh, buddy thing, you know, it's just going on and on. So I don't know. I'd like to see a payoff sooner than later, I think. But exactly, yeah. I, I would wonder... expect Murphy to turn on Rollins. I mean, I think that's got to be. Well, yeah, you would think it's that's. The all, it's like the only thing at this point that presents a different direction here. You know what I mean? To like but it's, finish it's something so... off. Close, close at least one loophole. <laughs> it's been so back and forth. Like they fought each other. And then I thought Murphy was done. He got with Aaliyah and now he's back with Rollins again. I'm just confused. I don't know if I know where they're going with this. but uh... No smoochies this week. No smoochies, smoochies. Mm-hmm. Turn turn the cheek there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, it is what it is. I, I love SmackDown. I don't want to give up yet, but it's just like tough. I don't know. Sometimes. That's that one storyline that Triple H inherited, and I'm sure he wished he didn't have to deal with. <laughs> now he's trying to you know put an end to it. <laughs> yeah. Noodles, we got a uh, – I think Jey Uso's starting to fully embrace the uh, the bloodline thing here. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> he uh, – KO got, kind of got involved. They're on the same team for him and Jay are on the same team for Survivor Series, and uh, he kind of made some jokes while uh, while Jay was getting coffee. He asked if he was getting it for Roman. I thought that was pretty funny. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie, kind of popped me there. Um, <laughs> but I like when they went to Roman uh, in the locker room, and like he Jay had to ask for like time to speak to Roman. It's like <clears throat> the way they're presenting it is definitely a good way. I know we say this every week Roman's doing his best work we wish he would like it's been five years past too like we it definitely is um <laughs> Jay goes over KO in, in brutal fashion uh I we're getting full I I just I know we kind of talk about it every week but like what what's gonna happen here like I mean like when, when, is Jimmy coming back soon I'm not sure like what the plan is but like I, I want to see a little more, I think. I just want—I know we have Survivor Series to go past and like get get past that. But uh, how do we see this playing out here? What do you think is going to happen? Are you a fan? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan, and I could be more happy for Jay, man, because he's been killing it, man. As as a guy that you saw as a full time tag team wrestler forever, showing this type of signals magnitude to be a part of a main event picture that no one ever would even dream about, even even presenting as an opportunity, and he's taking the ball and running with it. Obviously, with the help of Roman, really hammering this thing home. But I think it only makes sense for for Jimmy to be involved as well, and they just run off the the tribe as a as a monster heel faction for a long time. Would be which would be pretty cool. They should. I hope there's. I hope there's longevity to this, and not just. Like I would. A, I would assume the tag team title run and the whole thing. And they have all the belts, and it's just just domination. Yeah. Get a fourth Samoan in there, maybe like a uh, uh, Samoa Joe. No, I was thinking more like. Uh, no, not him. <laughs> can't say. It. No, <laughs> don't do it. Okay. Don't put Lana through the table again. Oh no no no! I was gonna say. No, I uh, I know what you're gonna say. Okay okay. Uh, in Jersey, let's end off with Laura Sullivan. Just kidding. Uh, oh, my God. If I have to hear another segment of him trying to talk about him because he was bullied, and now he's the bully, and this is intimidation. Like, come on. I muted that shit right away. Right away. Oh, you you, you actually sounded like a baby Lars there for a second. Hey, he, he wishes he wishes he sounded like me. So last week, he does the interview with a with with polo shirt on. This week, he goes shirtless for intimidation. Actually, last week's promo wasn't that bad. <laughs> it was terrible. He is the worst. It's so bad. <sighs> he should just be a member of Retribution. Put a, please put a mask on him and put a shitty one, too, at that. Home slapdick. Slapdick. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff uh, Jarrett, you score people slap nuts? Slap <laughs> nuts. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. SmackDown was good. I, it, was, it was solid. Again, I just, you know, a couple little things I, I have problems with, but I'm not going to be a nitpicky wrestling fan over here. Just me being me. Um, boys, MVP of the week. We're going to go round table quick just uh, before we end this episode here. Ben Iskanel, who you got? I'm going with two. Uh, going with the Young Bucks and FTR for that match last night. There you go. Ten-star match. Tom, yeah. always breaking the rules. We're just looking for one guy, one team. Oh, always yeah. does. I'm just kidding. Sorry. It's a show. You never fucking he's, a, well, he's, he's a rule breaker. He's bad news, <laughs> Canale. NJ3 was MVP of the week. I mean, it's going to sound funny, but, like, I really enjoyed John Silver this week. I just really did. I, I thought he stood out to me. I love what he's doing. Losses or not, I don't care. He was my MVP. Beautiful. Love it. Nicky Noodles. Steve Cohen? There's <laughs> uh, a level Brody higher than MVP. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, for me, I think it's got to be the returning and now main event playing Carmella Ooh. in the women's division. Making a statement with the boss. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, damn, I did Pat McAfee last week. Uh, I could go with him again. To be you were having, you were, you were having, like, you were having oh, a hard well, time last week. Yeah, you were really cool. struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Struggling again. <laughs> I am struggling. Never prepared. Uh, I'm going to go Candice LeRae. I think uh, I'm excited to see where she's going. I think she, it was, took a lot of balls to run over Shotsu's tank. So shout out to Candice LeRae. And, uh, you know, just. How it is we had a tank is, on a pole match. I hope that's the next match we get. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Episode 29 of the Wrestling Journal Podcast. Check us out on social media at WrestleBuzz3Zs on Twitter, at WrestleBuzz on Instagram. Everyone, take care. Be safe. Watch pro wrestling. <laughs>